the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To be sure, we are to put our trust, our faith in Christ. But God puts his trust in us as well. We're talking about that next on Truth For Today. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Emeritus Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Hi there. Welcome to our program. We're taking a look at a few key passages of Scripture as we move into a new year, helping us get a foothold, if you will, on victory in the new year, which is desperately needed considering the one we just left behind. We're in Matthew 25 today with a simple question. How are you responding to God's trust in you? Let's catch up with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard, for today's broadcast of Truth For Today. God's willing to trust you. How are you handling the deposit? Is it making any interest? Let me give you some summary points, five of them. No matter how much or how little your gifts are, ability, finances, opportunities, they must not be buried. They must be put to use. So I ask of you, dear grace receiver, what are you doing with the grace you've received? How are you using it to promote this grace as God? Two, God's gifts should advertise his grace. God's gifts should advertise his grace. Look what I got. Look, look. He gave me a gift. He gave me a gift. I want you to see it. If somebody just gave you 20 years worth of finance and said, here, I want to give you a start in life. Would you be quiet about it? Now, you want to be quiet around some people because I want to borrow it all. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's something you don't bury. That, look, this, this, this master I serve entrusted me with all this wealth. What a trust. Three, we all do not have equal talents. So don't be comparing yourself with someone else. We don't have equal intelligence, equal opportunity, uh, equality. Wow, it differs so much every person, how you grew up, what you were given. Uh, but it's all a gracious God that's giving you what you've got. It's using what you've got and not fretting over what you don't have. Are you enjoying the house God gave you? Are you depressed because your friends have a nicer one? Are you enjoying the car you got? Are you enjoying the wife you got? I don't get the feeling you are. As quiet as it is in this room. Whoa. I'll, I'll rush right on. We must all give an account for what we've been given. When we come before Christ, 
He's going to praise our works. He says in First uh, Corinthians, he's going to pr- uh, praise the motive for why you did what you did with what you did. He will judge the motives of the heart someday. He, he knows why you don't give and why you do give. He knows why you serve, why you don't serve. He knows all the excuses. He's heard them all. He's heard them all. You haven't invented a new one. He knows. He said, man, I've heard number nine for 2,000 years. Why, well, I can't get involved. I've heard that one. Whoa, I first heard that in 35 A.D. And you, you, can't you come up with a new better lie? For why you can't be a servant to this God that would invest in you? Uh, I think about uh, some people, you know why they never get involved? They don't want to take the risk. Is it right, hear me now, is it right to risk yourself for God? For the semi-deaf, I'll raise it again. Is it right to risk yourself for God? What do we mean by risk? It is taking an action that exposes you to the possibility of loss or injury. I will expose myself to the possibility of loss or injury. Listen to what Stephen Neal writes, History of Christian Missions. This is what he says. Undoubtedly, Christians under the Roman Empire had no legal right to existence and were liable to utmost stringency of the law. Every Christian knew that sooner or later, He might have to testify to his faith at the cost of his life. It was risky business being a Christian in the first century. We had a young man at our staff prayer meeting Wednesday, 30 years old. Has a wife who is an RN. And they've got four children I believe all under the age of seven. They're some of the whitest folks I've seen in a long time. They are white kids. Real white. They need some sun. They're white folks. And this young man is there to tell us that God is calling him and Heidi And those four children to go to West Africa to a country that has three and a half million Muslims, 200 Christians, and where it's unlawful to be a Christian in the country. He goes under the pretense and will have to fulfill drilling wells because the people are on the edge of the Sahara Desert. And so they go in as drill uh, water Uh, engineers, and he will do that and hopefully be able to witness to someone and remain alive. They are in utter danger for their lives to go. A friend of mine said when he first headed, he said, this is the stupidest thing I've heard. 
The normal weather is 115 degrees a day. It goes up to 120. Now, now you, you, you're looking. I'm saying, you're going to go among Africans, and you've got these white, white, white kids, <laughs> and only where will they go to school? Who will they play with? Who will educate them? Who will protect them? This cannot be. Sounds to me like they're risking their everything to make Christ known where he's not known. All right. That's what they're doing. That's what he said. Their, their, their verse is from Romans 15. We want to name Christ where he has not been named. It is a scary thing to be an American where there's so few willing to take a risk on anything divine. Some of you are afraid to get involved because you don't want to take the risk. You want guarantees. They may not show up. They may not like the way I teach. Are you willing to learn? Are you willing to be faithful? Ask me about risk. When just being alive is a risk. Don't say you'll be here or there tomorrow. You may be dead within 24 hours. Don't get in your car. Don't you know people have car accidents? Don't you know your life is but a vapor? You don't have tomorrow. Scripture says don't think that way. You do not have tomorrow. You have right now. And any plans about tomorrow are just far-fetched wishes that God may or may not grant. Because you're but a vapor. We won't miss much if all of us die. Things will just keep going like, don't they know I'm gone? They will as soon as they eat the deal at the church. And a few words are said, we'll keep moving on. We're just temporary. But listen, did Abraham take a risk on God? When God said, I want you to take the boy and I want you to climb up Mount Moriah. And all the way up there, this boy that was 12 to 14 years of age kept tugging at Abraham and said, Dad, Dad, we're hauling this wood. Where's the sacrifice? Don't worry, son. God will provide. Now, Romans 4 said, while he's going up Mount Moriah in his mind, he said, I've already killed him. I've, I've already put the knife in him. Is that the life of faith? Do you, you call that taking a risk on God? You mean it may cost me my son if I obey you? You go. You won't know the outcome until you obey. Hear me. I, a little Jewish girl down in the Medo-Persian Empire, one day her uncle Mordecai gets her to the side and says, Hey, Esther, you're married to, I'm about drunk here, uh, uh, you're, you're married to the king and uh, uh, you, you don't know what's going on. He's put out a decree to kill off everyone that's Jewish. And he's already set it on the calendar. We're going to die all on this date. Esther says, what, what do you want me to do? He said, you've got to go in and see the king. And you've got to touch his scepter. And see if he'll grant you a favor. Now, she didn't say it, but the narrative is you don't go into the king's presence uninvited 
without facing a death penalty. You can't go see the king, even if he's your husband, unless you've, gotten, you've been invited. And she says, well, uncle, I will go. And if I perish, I perish. If I perish, I perish. I don't have to come back alive. I want to at least go down trying to save my people. She took the risk to trust God to deliver Israel. What about three Hebrew boys on the plains of Shinar? And they hear the instruction, we blow the trumpet, you bow. You bow. And if you don't bow, we're going to burn you alive in this huge furnace. And after the trumpet goes and the tambourines are played, the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are still, still standing, refuse to bow. And the king is angry and all of his assistants. And they said, we're going to warn you one more time. You are outstanding Hebrew boys. We're going to, you must not have heard. We're going to do it again, and you best get on your knees. Wait, wait, O king. We're not sloppy in giving you our answer. We've already thought it through that uh, if you want, you must know this, the God we serve can't deliver us from the fiery furnace, but if he doesn't, we've decided we won't bow because we know who the true God is. You talk about taking a risk by faith. Where's our risk? Everybody wants guarantees. Nobody wants to walk by faith. You know what kills the church? It's not lack of money. It's a lack of faith. I just read Rick Warren saying recently, in the early days of a church, all they talk about is faith. In his last days, they just talk about money. Let me tell you, when we started Valley, we didn't talk about money. We talked about God. And I've already told the elders and deacons, I ain't going to worry about it now. It's all in his hands. He's called me to preach, not to raise the budget. That's in his hands. You don't believe me. You didn't come and start a church with no money. You don't know what it's like to go down there in an empty hall and no congregation and 19 people, 10 of them your own family. You don't know. You don't know. It was a risk. Failure was written all over it. We should have failed. We should have failed. We should have failed. But God said, take a risk on me. You'll fail if you don't go by faith. You want to waste your life? Do you want to waste your life? Live by sight and refuse to live by faith. And God will march you to death for 40 years. When you refuse to believe God, he's got other ways to take you out. It's called march, march, march. Get used to the desert. Unbelief is never rewarded. He that believes believes in God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God rewards faith. He doesn't reward our oh safety factor. I can't take a risk. Can't take a risk. Don't want my children exposed to this. Oh, I think we talk about it's hard to raise kids in the Bay Area. Why don't you go to West Africa? Why don't you be one of 200 Christians among three and a half million Muslims? They're idiots. They're fools. 
And I hear Paul say, I'm a fool for Christ. I hear Jim Elliott say, I, he is no fool to give up what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. And when he goes down to Ecuador in the 50s, he and the other four men, Nate Saint and him and Rachel Saint, his sister, uh, the sister to Nate, they go down there. They said, we've got to make the gospel known to these headhunters. We've got to penetrate. It's going to be dangerous. It's going to be risky. And I heard Stephen Saint say, my dad risked his life to win this tribe. And then he does this. There's a ink tattooed man. Looked like he was about 70 years old. A little man over here next to him. And he said, but the village chief that I have with me came to Christ. Was it worth it? Was, Was it worth it? It was worth losing my dad. It was worth my Aunt Rachel staying in Ecuador until she died of cancer. Lived there till she was nearly in her 80s. She went back where her brother was killed. Said, I'm going to stay until we reach the village. And we want you to teach a class. We, we want you to do something. Did you receive the same grace as these others? God deliver our backslidden hearts, our opulent, materialistic America. God forbid. This is not the Christianity Christ paid for. He paid for you to take everything he put in you and give it back to him in service. To be saved is to serve. Why don't you serve? Why don't you serve? You'll answer the question with him someday. And I'll look easy to turn down. Wait till a nail-scarred Savior asks, what did you do with my gifts? What did you do with the treasure of myself? What did you do? Were you willing to take any risk on me? I see about Epaphroditus in Philippians 2. It says that he was willing to risk his life to make up for your lack of service. And the word there for risk in the Greek language is para. Bologna. And it became a name of a, a Christian group in 300 AD. And they were the people who, get this, when you had a disease that no doctor would treat, it was these Christians that would treat you. If you were infected, they would treat you. If you were running a fever, they would treat you. And who was to pick up a dead corpse on the streets of Rome? It was this group. The Parabolona. They were known as the risk takers. I ask you, have you ever taken any risk to serve God? You know, most of my risks were written up to ignorance. I think of Carolyn and I going to Haiti. We were scared to death. We were only 20 years old. And Pop and Doc was there. It was scary. We slept in, uh, at Cape Haitian where the voodoo doctors were going all night and the demons were being worshipped and the rats were running over the, the place we met with the natives under brush arbors, as it were, and watching the rats run and hearing the voodoo witch doctors' drums go all night. That's supposed to be a honeymoon. It's a pretty scary moon. I didn't get a kiss all the time we were there. 
poor girl was frozen. Don't go to the mission field if you want to kiss. Wrong place. Wrong time. Went to Jamaica. That, that was wonderful. That was easy compared to Haiti. Start this church. Then I look back. We should have failed. I didn't know how to start a church. I didn't know how to pastor. I'd been a college teacher. I didn't know anything about pastoring. But I just obeyed the voice I heard. I obeyed the prompting. That's all I had to answer for. That's all I had to answer for. Some of you are missing out on the romance of risking everything for Jesus. I think of the Lees. Malcolm coming from Florida. Could have stayed with his brother. Stayed in the construction business. Had it made. They were both doing great. Comes out here to build chapels. For after school chapels for kids. How stupid, Malcolm, to give up money to try to reach a bunch of kids in South Richmond. Stupid? The master won't say that. He said, you gave up the stuff men fight over in love for the sake of making Christ known. All you that are involved. How is God using you to use what he's invested in you? I ask you, where were you when God found you? Where would you be today had he not found you? Would you even be alive? And what have you ever done with this good gifts? That's the question. What are you doing with the talent he has on deposit with you? Because whether you know it or not, he's trusting us with a lot more than we ever give him credit for. It's not just trust Jesus. Jesus is trusting me. Or is that true? Maybe we need to edit Paul. He didn't know what he's talking about. No, he did. And he used a banking term. He deposited the gospel with me. Is it growing? Is it prospering? And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. As we close things out, I do want to turn things over to our executive producer just for a moment. Here's Chuck Lattopadir. Hello, Truth For Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation. Merry Christmas. Dear listeners of Truth For Today, whether you tuned in intentionally or by chance, today I believe that you're here by divine appointment. My name is Chuck Ladabodier, and I've been involved with the Street for Today ministry in some capacity from the very beginning in June of 1996. But you don't usually hear my voice, nor even need to know that I exist, because I'm a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Today I'm out of the shadow, so to speak, because today is a special day. Today, I feel compelled to make you aware of a need. For the past two years, because of this COVID pandemic, we've been operating under special circumstances in that we have not been able to hold our Truth For Today Listener Appreciation Dinner. That event was a way we got to show our appreciation to our listeners, but it was also our annual fundraiser event, our only fundraising event. In spite of that, we have continued this broadcast because, as at the beginning of this ministry, 
We believe that our listeners need to hear the truth. We believe that especially at this time, our listeners need a word of encouragement, that our listeners need to be reminded that there is hope in Christ. Now, while KFAX and Voice One Media have been our ministry partner in this effort, they still send us a bill once a month. And we want to honor a good workman by paying our bills. So as we draw to the end of this year, and as we look at our budget for next year, we see a gaping hole. And it is that need that we want to make known to you. If you have been blessed by this ministry, if you think that there may be someone in the listening audience who may need to hear a good word from time to time, if the Lord has provided for your needs and you fulfill your obligation to your local church, please, please consider making a one-time gift or an ongoing contribution to Truth For Today Ministries. We would greatly appreciate it, and it might be that the Lord wants to use you to provide a good and perfect gift to a listener in need of the truth. Anything you're able to contribute is tax-deductible. Stay tuned, and our brother Andy will let you know how you may participate in what God is doing through Truth For Today. May your new year abound with blessings from above. We're asking you to partner with us at this time. After you've met your financial obligation at your local church, consider making a special gift to Truth For Today this year that we might continue to proclaim the truth for today. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Year-end donations are always welcome. One-time gifts, monthly gifts, large, small, it all makes a difference. Reach out to us. Your tax-deductible donation can be sent to 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. You can also donate online, valleybible.org, or call 855-833-9864, 855-833-9864. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your truth for today. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.